Hello, everyone. I'm Jenna Filipkowski, and you're listening to a new episode of the Human Capital Institute's Nine to Thrive HR. This podcast features experts and practitioners in the field of human resources and brings their knowledge of the most pressing issues facing human capital management straight to you. Today, I'm joined by Cherie Aspelin. She is the Director for Culture and Inclusion at Lubrizol and responsible for guiding the culture and diversity inclusions efforts globally. Welcome, Cherie. Well, Jenna, I'm really excited to join. I'm looking forward to the conference, and so it's great to talk today about what's on deck. Yeah, and we're pleased to have you share, give us a preview. Um, Your session title is going to be Growing an Inclusive Mindset and Leaders. Can you share with us what you mean by an inclusive mindset and why that's important for leadership? Sure. So I I think, you know, the phrase mindset would be something that we're all familiar with and just putting inclusive in front of it doesn't really change things too much. It really gets to what do we think or believe. And what's interesting when we're talking about inclusion, uh, I think most of us would say, well, I want to be inclusive and therefore I am inclusive. And so mindset might show up there. Where I think the challenge is, is just like it would be if I said, you know, I want to be healthy, so therefore I am healthy. Well, there's a second step (laughs) that really, uh, really plays itself out. And I think with mindset around inclusion, similarly to mindset around being healthy, that second step is behavior. Um, Because I can say I want to be healthy, uh, but really the rubber meets the road. Do I eat right and exercise? And the evaluative place for us on being an inclusive leader is I want to be inclusive, but the place where that really we have to evaluate and that mindset gets put into action is how am I behaving? And that's an uncomfortable place, you know. Uh, So when we talk about inclusive mindset uh, and through the session that we'll do at the conference, we're going to take it beyond just what do I think and believe? What do I want to do? And then what do you put in place to actually make that happen? I'm glad you call that out because belief and actions can sometimes be different in how you view yourself as possibly an inclusive leader when your actions don't don't demonstrate that and you're not displaying those behaviors for your teams to to your colleagues. So I think that's very important. And why is this topic important with you? Can you share a little bit about your background and why you decided to, to speak about this topic? Sure. Um, I would say the natural tie would be that this is my day job, but it's also a life passion for me. So uh, I work for the Lubrizol Corporation. We're a global organization. We've been around for over 90 years. And as part of our work really to improve lives through the products that we offer, um, we have started to realize as well, in order for us to be innovative, for us to get the results that, that we want that not only help impact the success of our business, but help impact the success of our customers. We've really got to step outside what we've always known and and done and be really curious about what don't we know, what haven't we done. And just that is a good step towards an inclusive mindset. So it's making itself evident in our need as a business. And it was perfect timing because it's always been a place that I've had a personal interest, although I've not formally worked in a diversity and inclusion role in the past. And I think for me, why this topic is so important um, through my career, what I've seen is in an organization that may not have a strong sense of belonging, people don't feel like they have a voice, uh, that can really detrimental to safety performance, uh, also to innovation. And so my personal desire in any place that I've worked has always been to foster that just through my own awareness and actions. And it's really exciting 
to be a part of a leadership team here in Lubrizol who's absolutely committed to those same things and formalizing that through a work with uh, building inclusive leaders really helps me to live out my personal passion in a professional way. So it's, um, it's a dream come true. I love when people speak about how their careers are like personally meaningful to them and what they do also has an impact on the entire organization. So th- thanks for sharing that. And I know April is kind of, it feels far away, but that's when you're, when the inclusive diversity conference will be, and that's what you're presenting. So it, I know you probably don't have everything outlined hundred percent, but just what do you hope the, the attendees of this conference will walk away with after they view your session? What will they learn? Yeah, I think it's a good question, Jen, and I've been thinking about it too. And it's it's a very real question that I deal with on a daily basis in my role leading culture and inclusion here in Lubrizol. So that can be a very floaty concept, inclusion. You know, we're we're in the clouds and it, it sounds really soft and but what do you really mean? And my aim in sharing with folks at the conference is two things I think will come of this really naming some skills and competencies that are related to inclusive leadership, because this doesn't have to be additive. You don't have to say as a leader in your organization, okay, well, we've already been working on leadership. Now let's go do something else about inclusive leadership. Actually, many of the things that many organizations are already building as skills in their leaders likely have a tie to inclusion. It's just making that connection and seeing where that skill can be applied. So really wanting to name that, help uh, the attendees identify where they're already doing that work. And wow, just just jump on with the inclusion message with that as well and connect those messages for your leaders. Um, and then the second thing that I'd like to bring out, and I'd love to get more conversation going even amongst the room and, and after the session, I'm there to learn as well, is best practices to lead for inclusion. Um, many times I think in corporate world, uh, our work stops at fostering awareness We conduct an unconscious bias training. Everybody goes. They realize that they're jerks whose brains are wired this way. And you leave feeling like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with that? And actually, the the next place to go with this is how do you re-engineer the systems in your organization for success? So back to this whole idea of I want to be healthy. um, And so in order to be healthy, I need to behave in a way that promotes uh, eating right and exercising, you know, one way that you could re-engineer that in your personal life is if you want to eat healthy food, go clean out your refrigerator and your pantry and just take the yucky stuff out. And many times I think in our organizations, we rely heavily on someone's personal awareness, conviction, strong will uh, to naturally do all the right things that lead to inclusive outcomes. And as well-intentioned as we all are, as well-intentioned as I am to not open the freezer and grab the ice cream, if it's there, I'll grab it. And I still want to see myself as a healthy person, but re-engineering that system in my freezer. Uh, I hope my husband doesn't listen to this podcast because I'm going to come home and the ice cream's going to be gone. <laughs> but, um, but re-engineering that in our workforce. So if I really have an intention as a leader to be more inclusive in my hiring, and I want different outcomes in terms of who's represented on my team. There are things that we can do to reset that and increase the likelihood through the systems in which we operate to make that happen. So I want to talk with uh, folks about that. And I'm actually really excited to learn more from others just while I'm mixing and mingling and, and talking with folks at the conference, even outside the session I'll be presenting. 
Yeah, and we love that our presenters are able to attend all the sessions and, and have lunch and breakfast with all, with all our attendees because we know you all have a lot to offer. And we hope that as presenters, you walk away, as you said, with learning more about what they all do as well. Um, and this is not your this is not your first rodeo. You've been to HCI events before. Can you share what the experience is like on site as an attendee and also as a presenter? Yeah, absolutely. And I and the thing that I continually am impressed with is the caliber of the attendees there. Um, so I feel like I'm meeting and sitting down and getting to know other people who are just as passionate as I am, who are really wanting to stretch themselves and their organizations. And they're seeking thought leadership. And I, I, I find that with HCI. Um, I've had some great connections that I've made. And uh, especially for us to encourage each other. Oh, you're working through that. We are too. You know, what have you done? And probably the biggest takeaway from me is um, the reflection. So the, the time when you're going through, okay, what, what did we hear today? Who did I meet? What are they up to? And it's an evaluative time to say, wow, you know, where are we relative to that uh, best practice? Or, you know, where are we gapped? What else could we do? And it energizes me to come back to the workplace where you can get a little insular. I mean, it's, it's funny. Um, in, inclusion, I think, plays itself out in, in what HCI does overall. You know, being curious, seeking external perspectives. When you step outside of the world that you go to in your workplace every day and go meet with other people, um, it's, that's, a, that's a behavior that leads to inclusive leadership. So uh, it's self-fulfilling, I think, in what HCI offers. Yes, for sure. Thank you for that. And we're so thrilled to have you back at our Inclusive Diversity Conference this April. Um, we're, we're all looking forward to your presentation. And I'm personally looking forward to having some time with you on site. So I, I appreciate your coming. Um, and thank you again for your time today on this podcast. No, this was great, Jenna, and just really gets me excited again about the topic. And uh, I'll be counting down the days till we can all be together um, at the conference. And I can't wait to see who I'm going to meet and what I'm going to learn. Great. Thank you. Thanks. If you'd like to hear more from Cherie, join us in sunny California at our Inclusive Diversity Conference. You can register online at hci.org. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed your time with us. For 9 to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, We appreciate you for tuning in.